It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. I'm Chris Stashew. I'm Mike White. And this is Father Malone. And we're the hosts of Dreams for Sale, a once a month look at the Twilight Zone 1985, otherwise known as that show that we all wish would have gotten better before it got worse. But boy, maybe this is the dip. Maybe there's a maybe there's a maybe there's a climb. Who knows? We'll find out, though, on this episode when we're talking about two episodes from the show, the fifth and sixth episodes of the third season. Actually, those two episodes are titled Dream Me a Life and Memories. Portrait of a man having a bad dream. His name, Roger Simpson Leeds. Place of residence, a retirement home. Roger Simpson Leeds, who since the death of his wife three years ago, has dedicated himself to living a life in which he touches no one and no one touches him. But now contact has been made, and Mr. Leeds is about to find himself touched by the Twilight Zone. So Dream Me a Life is directed by Alan King, written once again by J. Michael Straczynski. It stars Eddie Albert as a man, a man who lives in an alt. The fuck? Who cares? God damn it. Like, this show is doing a really good job of giving us no reason to care by these episodes that are once again nebulous in what are they trying to tell us. And it takes 23 minutes to get there. I, I, I don't want to be Mr. Negative, but... I like this one. I didn't mind this one. I was especially glad that Barry Moore showed up. I thought that was really nice. I like him Hell a lot. Yeah. I liked him in the changeling. I mean, I remember him all the way back from the original twilight zone. Um, it was, was he on space 1999? Yes, he was. Okay. And I like the relationship between him and Eddie Albert, Eddie Albert, Probably took him a little while to wash the taste of scenery out of his mouth from like at least one of those scenes <laughs> where he's just moaning so hard. But that's Eddie Albert. Yeah, it is Eddie Albert. That's his thing, man. If he's not yelling at his gorgeous Hungarian wife for <laughs> no good reason, because you know she she's won't, probably she won't bail that hay. Really good in the sack. Yeah, but yeah, now he's he's screaming about how he wants to help this lady and how his wife died and now her husband's dead. And then he gets to live in her dreams. 
but then helps her out, I guess. So he was summoned by her dead husband. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? It's it's this kind of like very lazy storytelling that is just become beyond pervasive. The show is like tra- like the show is now trafficking in it, like exclusively trafficking in lazy storytelling. And while to your point, Father Malone, I, I kind of like this segment more than the last two. That is so saying that is saying so little that to say that much is almost more than this episode deserves. Well, I actually thought at the end it was kind of a sweet little, um, you know, rumination on it is. Gr- on grief, you know, like at least in for the first time in uh, a long time that we've had a, an episode take a stand on something that uh, that uh, grief can be crippling. And, uh, you know, we all need to sort of help each other through it. So I liked that. I liked that, uh, like the nightmare sequences, which is shot in black and white, sort of on a on a stage, obviously, like I thought that was at least visually interesting, which is the first time. I could say that this season. Um, and uh, oh, uh, I, I, I will say, however, that seeing Eddie Albert running around in a dream screaming and then waking up screaming like I, it, I, all I could think about was the movie Dreamscape. Yes. Yes. Right? <laughs> like even like I'm watching him in the nightmare and I'm thinking, my God, this is a lot like Dreamscape. And then when he woke up like, ah, I was like, oh, my God, this is exactly like Dreamscape. <laughs> Made me want to watch Dreamscape. Damn, I didn't hate this so one. Uh, ultimately, I, I just think it's, you know, it's it was slight, but at least it was something. It's OK. Yeah, it was all right. But yeah, you're right. I really I fucking loved Dreamscape. Such I, I want to see it. Yeah, I want to David see Patrick Kelly. At the David end. Patrick Kelly, Snake Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like even my favorite part is uh, when they're they're on a trolley together and he's like he's got nunchucks and he's dressed like a ninja and he's like I've watched Into the Dragon 153 times. <laughs> so good. I have never seen. What's that for? Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, man, gotta, what do you want? You gotta go see me? these movies, man. Yeah. Let me just add them during to, the day. Let, let, oh, yeah. Or is, is there now? <laughs> oh, please yeah. tell me. Oh, yes. All of this time you magically all of a sudden don't have it's anymore. Like Dreamscape is worth your anything. time. Oh, right. It's not like I'm doing correct. If I were doing something other than going and fucking myself on a daily basis, I would have time to watch films like Dreamscape, along with the other uh, multitude of films that I have yet to see, including Elvis films. Oh, come on, man. Hmm. Well, you're going to have to watch That's those. true. But I will say this story versus the last two, it does have somewhat of a point to Father Malone's point, which is really sad that that's something kind of worth mentioning, that it actually takes a stance on something. Because yeah. yeah. this is a show that a like point of view, this like. show regularly has something to say. It was almost expected that the show has. I mean, like the monsters are due on Maple Street has a lot to say. Sure. And yet this show is just like, what? Storytelling with a purpose? You know, homilies and, you know, stories that people can learn from? No. Stories where you spin your wheels for 20 minutes about a dead lover on the radio? Much more important. Yeah. I, you know, night I don't flight know. or night drive or night song or whatever the hell that one was called. Night song. Night song. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a, a lot one. of the, a lot of these episodes <laughs> have a lot of like grief. They're talking about grief. Yeah. Right. These writers, they watched a lot of people die, man. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in Nam. I was about to say, were you in Da Nang? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's this show. This show is like, it oscillates between I lost my wife, I lost a kid, or I lost it all in Vietnam. 
or all at once yeah. <laughs> or all three. Yeah, right. Oh boy, dream me a life. Dream me, <laughs> dream me something. Huh? Yeah, dream me a sale, man. You know, uh, this is a weird coincidence. Uh, Barry Morris and Robin Aidman, who's now the uh, the narrator for this season of The Twilight Zone, were both in a series called The Star Lost. You guys ever seen that show? Mm-mm. Harlan Ellison created the show, right? Now that is and- not surprising that you have seen it. Yeah. yeah oh well. wait, yes, I did because. Um- Oh, God, uh, Doug Trumbull did the special effects, wasn't it? He, he sure did. And then, okay, yeah. uh, and if you go back and watch it, which is really hard to find, it's. I managed uh, to track it down. And yeah, yeah. But it's rough because it looked like it was shot on video. Yes. And I believe it was. And uh, uh, the series was created by Cord Wainer Bird. Yeah. Which uh, was Harlan Ellison's uh, nom de plume when, uh, when, when things weren't going his way. And uh, like, evidently, whatever the plot of it is, basically like right before they started shooting and he had written every episode, they were like, why don't they get to the end of this season plot point at the end of the first episode? And he was like, the whole series is about that thing. Like if we do that in the pilot, then there's nothing. And then, <laughs> then he took his name off. Anyway, this episode made me think about a lot better entertainment, I guess. And lesser. Yeah. <laughs> so on that note, let's talk about the next episode. Memories. Mary McNeil dealer in dreams and memories to whom the uncovering of past lives is the greatest good she can render to a forgetful humanity your name is mary mcneil but you have had other names before this 8 57 p.m and mary mcneil makes another attempt to discover a previous life however the journey she is about to take is to a different place a land whose borders are defined by the region we call the twilight zone so memories is the sixth episode of the third season it is directed by rizgard bujaski and it stars i don't know if i i feel like i got close um it stars barbara stock as mary mcneil a woman a a dealer in dreams and memories as the show likes to say i believe she's a hypnotherapist and she's she helps people do dream or uh, past life regressions is what it would be called and uh she helps she gets so so explain to me what happened. she un she past life regresses herself she unregresses yes. herself she yes. unregresses herself into another timeline yes all these things shirley mclean's book came out because that was yeah. like the first time um that i remember anybody talking about past lives and it was just like i remember everybody was just like shirley mclean she's a kook right 1983 and, and, so this right was and, right there and this is 88 which is when as far as like my perception of things new age started to become a real thing just not not just for burned out hippies anymore vortices like people, bro yeah, vortices the, man yeah people in the suburbs started started sedona like, we're all going i got right. my crystals in my hand yeah exactly yeah i mean this was around when like new age music started really taken off and you've got your George Winston's and your Yanni's and all these people. Don't forget John Tench. <laughs> uh, how could I ever forget John Tench? <laughs> yeah. So my take on it is that somehow she slips out of our universe into another universe where everybody knows their past lives except for her. And I was very happy to see Nigel Bennett show up as 
the agent that she's talking to. I mostly know him as Michelle O'Shea from the film Top of the Food Chain, where he is a banjo and banjo accessory salesman. I love that guy, and he shows up all the time. He's got tons of credits, but um, he plays dastardly and sinister really well. I love his voice. Yeah, I, I remember him from Forever Night, that that vampire cop television series. Oh, yeah. The yep. most ridiculous premise of all time. Like, you can only go to night court to get these guys convicted. So, <laughs> he just showed up in Jupiter's <laughs> Legacy, that one and done show from Netflix, which I think, Chris, I think Netflix loves your podcast, the one season show, because they are just about <laughs> doing shows and canceling them after one season just for you, buddy. You know what the funny thing is? I don't want to cover any Netflix shows. You know why? Because if I ever go to my Netflix app, I'm like, play something for me. It's like, you like Netflix content, right? Uh, maybe something else. No, 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 no. Netflix content. Maybe something right. else for a change. No, no, no. See, we have this movie that we made. It's a Netflix exclusive. But maybe I'd like to watch. No, no, Netflix. No. Have you seen Mank yet? Well, why don't you watch it again? <laughs> <laughs> Do you telling my me you haven't Netflix seen House category. of Cards three times already? Watch yeah. it again. Here it is. What is your favorite Netflix category, Father Malone? Oh, uh, watch again. Yeah, oh, yes. watch. I, I just, oh, oh, watch Mank again. Yeah, no, yeah. There's a like, you know, an entire list of things I've already watched. Like, watch this again. Are you yeah. Pauline Why? Kale? Why? Would you like to watch Mank again? <laughs> it's 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 funny that this. Like, look, I have my own feelings on past life regression. I frankly kind of put a lot of stock in it. Don't laugh me out of the room for that. It's fine. It's whatever. It's my beliefs. I like this episode's treatment of it because this episode's treatment is not what I was expecting. However, it still kind of spun its wheels. Yeah, I thought that I actually think the episode was too ambitious for its own good. Like, yeah. I think that, like there was a world here that was clearly well thought out, but yeah. they do not have time in 22 minutes to to sort of get to that. So, I mean, all this is an hour long episode. It oh, should have been. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, right. you know, I, too ambitious is better than no ambition. So, like, I appreciated it on that level. But, uh, you know, it it wheel spinning is a good sort of description. Like, nothing really happens. Like, they they only kind of focus on this premise. This woman who believes in past lives and nobody else does ends up in a world. We, we already remember we did this with the there was an episode with the. Um, was it a well, woman was like an account, an accountant or something, or no, a secretary. And I was like, Oh, oh wow. You're a secretary. Oh, oh my yeah. God. That's the, that's the, in your prison. That's the yeah. Riker episode. Yeah. yeah. He does the Riker maneuver in that one. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was Pam Dauber, right? As the secretary. Yeah. 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 But so, can she, but sh can she type? But can she type? Can she yeah. type? Yeah. There we go. It's and look, th this show, what, what's weird about this show is it like it's repeated itself so many times now with like the same themes. And it's gotten to the point now where the, they've repeated it so many times that there's no way that this is going to land. There's no way that this is going to be entertaining. There's no way that we're going to watch this segment and go, man, this is really good. We're just going to go, man, I wish it was this or I wish it was that. And if it's a show that's not this one, that's one thing. The show can't control that. But the fact that we're talking about literal episodes of this own show about how it did it better, that's a problem. That's yeah. actually a real problem. Yeah. You know, you look back at the writers in the first two seasons and it, 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 if you look at their credits, it always seems like the Twilight Zone was the exception to their career. Like, you know, they just like, let me 
do I can do some Twilight Zones. Whereas this season feels a lot like journeyman type writers who like, if you go look at their credits, they did one episode of this and one episode of that and one episode of this other thing. They're just like, you know, television people. So right. they're probably not the best people to bring to the Twilight Zone. You know, like if they're ready to write an episode of Full House and uh, Beretta and this, like, you know, maybe they don't, maybe they're not, this ain't their genre. Well, that was the thing I think we talked about, even when we talked about the Jordan Peele version of the Twilight Zone was like, you guys had all this time to like call great short stories and, you know, get really good sci-fi writers, maybe people that have written for television before, maybe not, maybe stories that you want to adapt, maybe not, but like, you know, we started off with Harlan Ellison. We had some real luminaries. We had luminaries behind the camera, in front of the camera, behind the typewriter. And I'm not seeing those this season. I'm not seeing adaptations of stuff. Even I want to say the last episode that we really liked the, um, uh, uh, the one with Shelley Duvall. I mean, that was an adaptation Saucer of, of loneliness. Yeah. That was a short story adaptation. If memory right. serves. So yeah, it was. you go, and you yeah. go back to the original Twilight Zone, plenty of those episodes are based on previously written work. A lot of the times by the, you know, the, the author like adapted it, oh, but, yeah. but it, you know, there was a wellspring that they recognized and went to, as opposed to this and like the, the Jordan Peele one, like, well, now we got a series. we got to write some episodes. Let's right. think of some Twilight Zone type stuff. What's weird is who directed this episode too has like a pedigree of working on like really well-known stuff too. Like I, I, I was curious cause like, Rizard Bujaski is the last name you expect to see involved in a Twilight Zone product, given how, I don't know, Polish his name sounds. And given that, you know, this is an American-made product, Canadian-made. Canadian-made. He, he directed a bunch of stuff. His, one of his films was nominated for the Palm Door. Like, why are you working on this show? And why is it this episode? Like, why it is it a like- bizarre episode? This does seem the first episode in a while where I noticed the direction and that there was some thought behind it. Yeah. yeah. Although, although when they finally like grab her and are like interrogating her stuff, like I kept noticing the camera would just sort of slowly move to in between slats to look at this, this one bespectacled actor. Like they, they just did that same shot over and over again from different angles. I don't know. Palm, palm door nominated. Yeah. Right. Shoot your subject through a mesh. Right. And meanwhile, I- the writer, like, to your guys' point, one episode of The Facts of Life, one episode of Charles in Charge, and then he goes on to the Twilight Zone, and then he goes to Night Court for, I don't know how many, 13 <laughs> episodes. So it's like, He found his okay. niche. Yeah, exactly. Second time we've mentioned even... Night Court and not in the same context. <laughs> yeah. I think he was even a producer on Night Court, so he wow. really got into that. And then that show, GVE, Good versus Evil, which I, I like tried. that show. I tried doing the rewatch of it. The the version that I have is so shitty looking. I that's, barely. I think watch that's the it. same version I got. It's just yeah. dreadful. But I, 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 I bought when it, it was airing. Of, I really uh, liked eBay. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I love the actors in it. I I really love. Um, why am I blanking on um, the Richard black Brooks. guy? Thank you. He's so good. Yeah, even Clayton Roner, who was one of those guys who was in everything in the 80s uh, yep. and then just sort of disappeared, Who uh, an actor who uh, has completely changed the way I look at the word Lopper and Cindy Lopper because of his pronunciation and just one of the guys. Cindy. Yeah, I'm Cindy Lauper. So now every time I see Cindy Lauper, I think Cindy Lauper. And I just called her Lauper. I have never seen. It's pretty good. 
Just one of the guys. Pretty good. Well, that or GB. Yeah. No, you should see both. They're both good. Yeah. Add it to the list, buddy. Just one of the guys will be an episode of of the projection booth in December. So maybe by the time this episode comes out. (laughs) December 2021. I should GBE has Marshall Bell in it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, And everyone knows what Marshall Bell's ass looks like. (laughs) If you've seen Nightmare on Elm Street 2, man. That's the coach's the coach's ball scene, and then he gets whipped on the ass with a towel a bunch. So I weird. still haven't seen that one. I've only it's, seen the documentary. It's a good one. It's a homoerotic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's yeah. a homo. It's a it's a homoerotic dream slash nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> it's it is it is one of those films where I don't understand how anyone didn't know it was gay because they all knew it was fucking gay. So yeah, oh, yeah. Stop you pretending, guys. Come on. Yeah, you watch the documentary about. The, the guy, I, I'm blanking Mm-mm. on his name. I have not. Scream Queen, oh, I have not. Scream Queen, yeah, it's Mark really something. good. I've, 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 we've, uh, it's again one of those things where it's like, it's on the list. I'll watch it before I die. How's that? Okay, sounds good. All I can ask for. <laughs> That's what I'll just tell people from now on. I'll just watch it before I die. Yeah, I got well, a little while. I don't know. Who knows, actually? You're committed without any. Week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> we can. <laughs> well, I, I better if, get going, buddy. If I if my calendar is correct, it's less than that. But maybe the leap years were off. Um, <laughs> I you know I think these two episodes are better than the last two. But man, we're we're really far in one direction from where we were. It's unfortunate. You know, I yeah, don't want to lament I'm enjoying too these much. Comparatively. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It's just at the end of the day, with a show like this, similarly to Tales from the Crypt. The good stuff is remembered so positively that everybody just kind of forgets the bad stuff. And honestly, that's kind of okay in a way. Like, I'm not sure a lay person would go back and watch the show all the way through. They would go and watch Shatterday or Wordplay and be like, yeah, that's good. And then you're like, I don't need to watch anything else. Or just watch the things that interest. Like, I don't think anyone, if they were reading the synopses of the episodes and read this one, they would be like, yeah, this is one I want to watch. They'd probably watch something like Shatterday or even the Elvis episode. Like, those I think are more inherently interesting than this one, just based on the what the episode's talking about to begin with. And I think that Elvis one was based on a short story as well. Uh-huh. Are You Lonesome right. Tonight? Uh-huh. The short story. My, what's, the, what's the movie called where he fights the bull again? Uh, Stay Away Joe. Stay away, Joe. Is that what it's based off of? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did it say? 100%. Oh, boy. So are we done talking about these two episodes? Yeah. Sure. I'm asking you guys. I don't have anything to add. No. All right. So the next one is... The next one has a great name. So that's all I know. So that's right. On the next episode of Dreams for Sale, we're going to be taking a look at the seventh and eighth episodes of the third season. Those episodes are titled The Helgramite Method. That's a good, good one. actually. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And our Selena is dying, which I assume is about Selena, the singer from Corpus oh, yeah. Christi. Yes. Has to be. Yes. It's a remake. <laughs> remake of an original Twilight Zone episode. Oh, good. It can only disappoint. Yeah. It's also written by J. Michael Straczynski. Right. Who's the, you know, who's the only one this season, I think. Right. With any, with any sort of pedigree who I kind of respect as a, a as a writer. Yeah. It's kind of unfortunate, isn't it? <laughs> but until then where can people find you father malone uh you can check me out over at fathermalone.com i got links to all the crazy shit i uh engage in including my uh monthly radio drama dark destination so you can uh, check me out over there 
What about you, Mike? Where can people find you when you're not here? You can find me at the Projection Booth, which is available at projectionboothpodcast.com. And as for me, you can find me on the internet at Christmas Claus on Twitter. This podcast, you can find it on Twitter at Dreams for Sale and Twilight Zone 85. Big thanks, as always, to Roxy Drive and Neutron Dreams for the music for the show. I will catch you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.